Hey, Amanda. Hey, Tommy. We've reached the end of the year. I can't believe it. Another crazy one in the books. A very crazy one. And we can just cut to the chase. That's what we're going to talk about today. And can we talk about... Talk about the craziness that was this year, 2022. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, I, there's been crazier years in recent memory, but we can absolutely talk about this year. It's been it's been a roller coaster of a year. You're not kidding. It feels like every year it just keeps getting crazier. Well, funny enough, as we were prepping for this too, I I said we you know we wanted to do a year in review, but you know a lot of pop culture podcasts or websites or things like they want to talk about things like the slap or you know. The other things that uh, that's not that's not our jam. That's not our thing. We talk about nostalgic things and fun things and fun things. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured what we can do is we can go through some of our favorite and least favorite movies, TV shows and, and other things from this year that that fit fit our vibe, fit our vibe, if that makes any sense. I like that. I like that. We keep it posy over here. So to kick it off, we we actually have like a running list of of episodes we're going to record at some point or we plan to and and there's a few that i think i've seen but you haven't and then vice versa and i want to say that there's more on our list of things worth talking about that you've seen that i haven't and that's fair i'm just gonna go out and say this uh the bear yeah to me one of the one of the greatest shows i've ever seen as someone who worked in a restaurant as a manager for almost 17 years and my, you haven't watched it, right? I haven't because, and my aversion to it has been, as it's been described to me, is you it it's um, anxiety inducing watching it. Like, um, you, yes, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But is there is? Uh, I actually don't know the answer to this question. Have you worked in the restaurant industry? I haven't, but here's okay, the, I haven't. So I don't know that side of the world. I have. You know, I've watched a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> does that count? Um, kind of. I mean, I mean, yes, it does. Okay, but it's there is a. I loved watching it uh, with my partner because he's worked. He's helped me out and worked during certain events. But like, there is nothing like it. Is truly like you go to battle with the people on your staff every Saturday night, every Sunday night, yeah. and. The things you say and the anger that you have towards each other. And it, it's just like it's like a different world. And if you haven't worked in it, there's really no way to describe it. And I've never been able to describe it, even like waiting like that stuff never happened in yeah. our kitchen. You know, like, again, I worked yeah. for a corporate company, but I just like it was funny and there was, you know, some fun to it. But this was so freakishly accurate that you're right, that it wasn't anxiety inducing. But I loved being able for him to see. He's like, wow, that was insane. I was like, that is exactly what it would feel like on a weekend night. Like, I still have nightmares that I can't get ranch to a table. Like, physically can't walk to the table (laughs) to give them ranch dressing. Yeah. So, I, I, to me, that if I were to pick one standout, complete standout show, it's that. Or another Mm. one you haven't seen. Uh Oh. Not to throw you under the bus. No. Friends, don't hate on him for this because he has his reasons. House of the Dragon was yeah. mind-blowing and it was, as a Game of Thrones fan, which I are, Yeah, <laughs> it was incredible. So that's so funny because yeah. those are my two biggest and yeah. you haven't seen either. I haven't seen either of them. I mean, you know, Devil's Advocate, um, 
and I, I and I know I know this breaks your heart, but like I okay. I don't think I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. Um, I mean, I, I don't understand how, because your wife is like I am, but that's fine. I know. I know. I mean, it's it's the same with like Lord of the Rings. Um, it was the same with uh, Game of Thrones. I didn't watch any. I, I, I just there's it's really funny. I don't know what it is. I don't have an aversion to it necessarily. I'm just not tickled. We'll call it <laughs> by medieval settings, which is weird because I, I feel like I like to. But I don't. It's just not. I don't know what. It, well, I don't know why I'm uh, into it. I'll work on this. I'll see if I can't get you there. Maybe we have to have the right uh, precursors to the viewing I, party. I want to. <laughs> I want to go to to uh, Universal Studios and check yes, out, we are like, planning that stuff. Yes. Yes. Um. By the way, one one thing you you randomly like just threw in there and mentioned in passing, but I wanted to mention it because it came up literally in in the last twenty four hours. Um. You mentioned the movie Waiting, which was Ryan Reynolds yeah. and Anna Faris, right? The, the really good movie, right? Great movie. It's really funny because I feel like there's like one actress in that movie who I was like, I never saw her in anything else. And then randomly I was watching my wife just has Hallmark on 24 hours a day. I would never do the entire I love month. it. It's the best. Yeah. And there's this movie pops up and I'm like, that girl looks really familiar. Like she looks familiar, but I don't know what she's from. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And then sure enough, I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's the girl who plays Natasha, who's I think like the the hostess, the hostess. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. She's now like a Hallmark movie star. Big, big city girl. Before I say this, I feel like she is also in a show that was on. I want to say the Disney Channel about gymnasts. And I was obsessed with it. Really? Um, like a long yeah. time ago or recently? No, a long time ago. Okay. But I'm I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, while you look that up, I mean the, the Yes, she things. is. She was in really? um she was in uh a show about gymnastics called Stick It that I loved and the oh. main character I was like, Well, yep. Nope, I'm bisexual. That is the hottest girl I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> she's from that show. Well, funny enough, and it's kind of funny given all the, the latest Hallmark channel hubbub this year with uh, Candace Cameron. Who, by the oh, way, yeah, that's another side note. I didn't realize, and it makes more sense when you put all these things together, right? I didn't realize that she was actually uh, the sister of Kirk Cameron. Did you know that? How did I not know that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's kept her maiden name. How did I not yeah. put that together? Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains, who also had that. Wow, like, her, you know, her, their parents must have cleaned up if they weren't following the Coogan account rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 90s were good for the Camerons. Yeah, I'm well. Well, the growing pains was like late eighties, early nineties, and then yeah. and then they have the, the uh, you know his sister then got um, ho- um I almost said home improvement uh full house, um, anyway I'm going off weird tangents here, but anyway the, okay. the whole point the whole point is um yes um Hallmark Channel uh had a uh you know uh, Hallmark Homage? Channel and Candace Cameron disagreed oh. and had a little bit of a divorce because it wasn't Christian That's fine. enough. Bye. And funny enough, I, I saw this. I saw this 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 movie called Christmas in Toyland, uh, where she works for like a toy store. She's like a data analyst and she for like a company that sells toys. I don't know. It's a Hallmark Channel movie. It, it's not deep in plot. Of course, you know, there's like the hunky guy that works at the Christmas store or the toy store. That, you know, spoiler alert. Um, guess what happens? But anyway, um, so she's in that. She's also in a one called Heart of the Holidays um a date by christmas eve like so she's, she's been in a bunch it. of these yeah um 
And then side note, I was like, I was like, oh, what has she been up to? Or like what, you know, apparently a she's Canadian, which explains a little bit. Um, and B, apparently she, um, you know, she uh, also apparently she was in Glee randomly. Which I Yes, she know. was in Glee. I do okay. remember her in Glee. OK, I'm a you know, I'm a Gleek. Okay. I loved Glee. Um, and then a couple of years ago, and maybe this maybe this was the part where her, you know, her being in all these home Hallmark, with her being in all these Hallmark movies uh, turned Candace uh, off. Uh, she she produced a miniseries called The S Word with Vanessa uh, Leggin Leggies. I can't actually pronounce her her, her name, um, but it, apparently it was like a dive into her uh, sexuality, and uh, she considers herself gen- gender fluid um, oh, and bisexual. That would, so can, Candace won't stand for that. As a oh for Christmas, no, no, <laughs> so not Jesus's birthday. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay. So anyway, randomly, very, very, you know, offshoot and and talking, you know, still on the topics of this year. But um, yeah, that randomly came up out of out of the blue. So um, I feel like we were graced with a lot of uh, straight to streaming service. Yeah. Fantastic shows in the past year or two. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we talked about Severance on here. That was incredible. Yeah. But um, the, but, but there by have the been way, so before- many. What was I say before you before you jump off of Severance? Aside from everything we already said, yeah, in Severance, um, is there anything else that's that's come up since our podcast about Severance? Because it's kind of like you know, speak now or I love the fact that so many people. I mean, it was the first episode we put out. Yeah. So so many people, uh, you know, friends, family, people in my you know work life that have listened to it have been like. This is what I think the numbers mean. And I love hearing the, yeah. the different theories that people have and people being like, oh, yeah. no, no, your your co-host is right. You're wrong. And I was like, yeah. it wasn't even my <laughs> that, was, that was not even my thought. <laughs> but I just love it. It has created like people are dying to talk to me. Yeah. About that. And um, I think I told you this yesterday. My mom started to listen to the podcast and she got to the part about what we thought the numbers meant and she had never seen severance. So she turned off the podcast. She's like, I don't want to be influenced by your, by yours and Tommy's thoughts of what the numbers mean. So she was binging the show all day yesterday. She's probably done with it by now, but um, I can't wait to see what she thinks because it was quite controversial and people had some really like out there ideas. Do you remember any of the, do you remember any? Um, The one that I, loved and I, yeah. I i maybe you touched it but i don't remember is they were because the timeline of when severance is supposed to be set is really i think we talked about that it's like we couldn't really quite put our fingers on it yeah and you don't know if it's you have no idea future. yeah and um this girl i used to work with was like i thought that they were rewriting history and writing the future like they're trying to pull out like numbers that you know when they get their feelings off the screen that they're okay that's an event that's going to happen like they were rewriting history in the future and i was like that is deep and i can't wrap my head around that so yeah well (laughs) i don't i don't want to talk about it (laughs) it's like that Nicolas cage movie where there's like a time capsule by the way i've already i only know this movie from from those like i love Nicolas cage you can't yeah you can't hate on Nicolas Cage in front of me. I love him. Oh, no, no, I'm not, not hating whatsoever. No, <laughs> where, where, where I was going with this specifically was there was like a Nicolas Cage movie where he, there's like a, 
uh, time capsule that's opened and there's like a bunch of like, you know, numbers on a paper and he can't figure out what it is. And he's curious and turns out it's the date and time of all these like oh, mass yes. casualty events in the world. And then he figures out that there's one doesn't know what the other numbers mean. Turns out there's um their coordinates for where it's going to happen. Um, but anyway, I, I was going to say, I mean, if, if that's sort of what you're saying that that could potentially be is like, you know, like, yeah, like numbers associated yeah. with events or kind of thing. It's so funny. I mean, over time, it's been enough gap between when I watched severance earlier this year that enough time has passed now where I'm just like, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't I know. Even it's know. true. It's true. I was so strong in my convictions at first, yeah. but now I'm just, I can't wait for the second season so that I can yeah. revisit that. Cause I mean, obviously they might tell us, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I did. I loved that. I love that people, everyone has such a different view of what it meant. And um, it was definitely one of those shows that, if people hadn't watched it, it got them yeah. to watch it. If they listened, like, well, now I got to watch this stupid thing. Well, what do you and think of the was? Like, I think that's the thing, too, is like I for me, it was the top lines of like Adam Scott directed by Ben Stiller and just the aesthetic and like even like the music from the trailer, which is a, a, a you know, um, a, a track that I always enjoyed um, back in my down tempo days. So mm-hmm. what do you like? How? How have people, aside from listening to this podcast, how have people found the show? Because I don't know what the draw is. I think I think it's what you what you're saying is, um, you know, uh, for a lot of people, I know myself included, I just wanted to watch it because Adam Scott was in the lead. I was like, I yeah. love him, oh, so yeah, I, yeah. anything he touches is gold. I'm in. Sign me up. Actually, your wife's brother mm-hmm. uh, told my partner like oh you've got to watch a show you've got to watch a show and i had yeah. tried to get him to watch it and he was like yeah. oh yeah sure we'll watch it and then as soon as it was endorsed by him he was like oh yeah. we got to watch the show yeah but um it was a really it was one of those shows i didn't know what to expect like i yeah. just i didn't even know what the draw was for me other than than the lead yeah and i don't maybe i did know that it was a ben stiller directed i had i don't remember if i did yeah. or not but it's definitely you have to watch it to understand yeah. the draw. I don't think that I can explain it to people yeah. and get them to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So that was um, hopefully what the episode did is got people at least interested enough to watch it because a lot of people were like, I listen to the podcast because yeah. I wanted to support you, but I have never heard of that show. Yeah. Which is crazy to me having yeah. watched it. There was a big push for it, but again, again, it's, you know, Apple TV is still, I'll, I'll call it in like the infancy of like them figuring out, their shows and how it works and and all that but like because they had this and they had um the morning show i loved the morning show it was incredible i wanted to like the morning show i loved it but i couldn't get into it because i love anything like related to media and that kind of world i really enjoy um i and it's funny too it's another one of those shows that people are literally just like taking clips and posting it on tiktok and yeah, people are learning about the shows from that was like um, the newsroom, which at this mm-hmm. point is like a couple of years old. I didn't realize that what's interesting about it, too, is because it's sci fi to your point. You don't even you don't even know what time period we're in. You don't know if it's current day no. or yeah. you don't know if it's a couple of years in the future. You don't know it's what. It's so ambiguous. Yeah, for sure. Be- it's it's up yeah. in the air. Well, and because it's sci fi, it could be anything. And you you sort of have to just kind of go along with the ride. So. I do appreciate that. Although my only 
issue going forward is for season one, because there wasn't a lot of people talking about it. It was at my own pace. I waited until there was like all the episodes were released because Apple still does the weekly release schedule. They don't dump it all. That's going to suck. And so, yeah, we're going to get to a point where we have to like watch an episode and wait a week, which I don't want to do because like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So anyway, it's good. Season two, I think, is coming next year. So we'll we'll get to get into that. Okay. Okay. What what was another favorite of yours from this year? Well, I mean, I looked it up before we like right before we got on and I was like, what was the most viewed show of 2022? And it was Yellowstone. And I, I mean, we watch Yellowstone, but yeah. we did not watch Yellowstone when it started. It was yeah. again, like two seasons in. Yeah. Maybe three, two seasons yeah. in. And I was like, well, I guess we're going to pay for Paramount Plus now. <laughs> we just <laughs> binge watched, binge watched two seasons and we are big Sons of Anarchy fans. Yeah. And it's written by Tyler Sheridan, who's in Sons of Anarchy. And yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like the lawlessness cowboy thing. Like I, you know, I'm into it. It's entertaining and I really enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, didn't love the last season. The newest season's been a little bit better, yeah. but it is, I, I don't know what it is about Yellowstone, but it is, I mean, everybody that I yeah. talked to is like, Oh, Yellowstone's on tonight. There's 1883, which is the prequel yeah series so yeah it's it's when their land it's that is based off of i guess when his great 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 grandfather was uh made a deal with the native americans the indigenous people on the land that they were going to yeah i don't know parcel the land out they had an agreement that he could have the land for a certain amount of years and then okay something something and then then there's another one right after that right that just came out and that's basically his grandfather Yes. Or great grandfather. And then it's I I can't imagine unless there's going to be one more season before it comes up to present day. But I don't know. Oh, so you, you think <laughs> there's going to be like another like 1970? <laughs> like I do. Uh, maybe it's going to be because they have they have someone cast as him. Mm-hmm. The main character's name is um, John Dutton and they have someone cast as a John Dutton. Yeah. Like younger age John Dutton. So maybe. Yeah, because they have a whole cast of those characters already. But I'm not sure. I just, I, it's a very entertaining show. Yeah, it's definitely well, you know. Well, what I was gonna ask, I guess it was also the same with like Sons of Anarchy, right? The main character. And correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen the show. I've only like read articles about it or or heard people talk about it. The, um, John Dutton, which is Kevin Costner's character in it, right? Yeah, he's sort of an antihero, right? Like he's not supposed to be the good guy. Is that correct? He there he has moments. He has okay. moments where he's the good guy and he has moments where very similar to Sons of Anarchy, he's yeah. doing what he has to do to protect his land and his family and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah, I would say he's got some anti-hero vibes for sure. Okay, because that's the thing too is the only the only critiques I've heard about the show is that it's a great show, but it's the same thing with like and I don't know if this is on any of our lists necessarily, but The Boys, which is an, the Amazon like superhero we haven't series. watched it yet. I want to, but I, I I have to catch up. Well, with that, too, is like the bad guy is essentially supposed to represent right wing ideologies. And he's the bad guy. And people are like using him as their avatar images and stuff. And oh, like, no, you're not supposed to look up to that guy. That's yeah. not the guy to look up to. <laughs> and I think it was the same for Sons of Anarchy also. And then the same thing I'm hearing about Yellowstone is that they're like, no, he's not supposed to be the you're not supposed to root for him in those moments like he's 
not a full-blown good guy. He's he's the anti-hero. Um but yeah, sons of uh, anarchy though. Jack's teller, yeah. I don't care what he did. <laughs> I I do not care. I mean, we named our dog off of a character from Sons of Anarchy. So Really? Yeah, our dog's name is Opie Opie Winston off of uh. one of the characters that died. So that's a fun fact. Fun facts. Um fun facts. Is is Yellowstone something you have to jump in from season one, episode one, or is it something that people can do? Because there's five seasons now. It's 45 episodes. Yeah, I so recommend I, I recommend starting from the beginning just because they lay a lot of groundwork, uh, which I think is imperative to the to the way that you view the characters. But what's interesting about um again, similar to Sons of Anarchy, but what's interesting about Yellowstone is they do a lot of flashbacks to describe relationship dynamics because you're like why the sister like hates the one brother and you're like i do not understand this and they do a lot of flashbacks to explain it so eventually by like the second or third season you're like oh okay all right we finally got there okie dokie so there is a lot of uh groundwork that's gets lain before you're before you're up to present day but you know again it's one of those shows that is very entertaining i can see why it's one of the most viewed sees or shows because it does bridge the gap, like you said, from left and right politically. Everybody kind of is enjoying it, which is very rare these days. Yeah. And then, by the way, before I move on from there, do you feel as strongly about the prequel, 18, 1883, the prequel series? We haven't watched it yet. And I don't. OK. I, you know, we got a lot going on. You know, there's a lot yeah. of we had a lot of shows going at once. We had. Uh, yeah. You introduced us to Murderville, and so we were uh, trying. We were trying to save those because I really would love to talk to it. I, I laughed so hard watching that show. Yeah. That was hilarious. But we had a couple shows going at once, so I just, you know, it's we'll get maybe we'll get there. I don't know. Well, it's only a limited run series. It's only ten yeah. episodes, and that's it. The show, it, there's not there's no second season. It's just limited nope. run. Sam Elliott's in it. Um, so Tim like McGraw, the deep voice, yeah, Tim McGraw. Um, so one of my favorites of all time, I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying I probably at a too young of an age grew up watching, uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David. Yes. In the nineties. And so, uh, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk. One of our favorites. Favorites. And so like growing up, I mean, that defined my humor, like for the rest of my life, like my friends and I like would quote Mr. Show when we're like 11, 12 years old, 13, whatever we were quoting stuff and watch episodes over and over again. We thought it was the funniest thing we'd ever seen. Um, Absolutely defined my sense of humor and all those things. And then, but that was the thing too, is like watching over the years, like David Cross continued on in comedy. He lives in your neighborhood. Um, He He does indeed. We've, we've bumped into him at the supermarket. I bump into him at the bar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nice guy, right? Nice guy. Nice. Very nice guy. Yeah. Yes. To say it out loud, David Cross is a very nice guy. As but is his being, wife, Amber Taylor. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. lovely and intelligent woman. Uh, she was from what TV show? My wife knows it. She was in House. Uh, she was in she House, was, too. I didn't realize oh, that. She was incredible in House. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's so good in House. She was also in uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's not the one I'm thinking. What The one I'm thinking of is uh, Joan of Arcadia was like her breakout uh-huh, uh-huh. role. That was the... My wife, who is <laughs> sheltered her whole life, was able to watch Joan of Arcadia, oh. um, which was a Joan of Arc, you know, spin off spin thing on CBS for old people and families. I was watching the CW. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just for teenagers. <laughs> she wasn't allowed. Just to watch for that. I was watching Dawson and Dry Hump. That's what I was watching. 
Um, but anyway, uh, where I was going with that tangent was, uh, yeah. So Bob Odenkirk, huge fan of his work, huge fan of him. And then obviously continued to do comedy for a while. Um, still does comedy, but he started breaking into like some dramatic, small dramatic spins, right? He was on, um, he had a small part in the anthology series Fargo, which was cool. Like, which was so good. Yeah. That was um, fantastic. And in the middle of there somewhere, he also popped up in Breaking Bad, which was supposed to be just like a quick like, hey, would it be cool? You know, um, Vince Gilligan was a fan of his and just, you know, offered him the opportunity to, uh, you know, do like a small role on the series. And then that turned into being one of the so best characters incredible. of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Better Call Saul, in my opinion. So this the, the series wrapped this year with the final uh, episode, final season, in my opinion, Better than Breaking Bad, which was a very okay. high bar in general, any a, across any like TV, you know, series enthusiast, any entertainment snobs. Um, but I truly believe like if you watch that series, Better Call Saul from beginning to end, it is a amazing character study. And I think also like Vince Gilligan, who uh, I'll give it to him, like almost pseudo call it two for two on like big popular series and then doing a series finale. Um, he came out the other side of it and, and and what was interesting about it in slight spoilers, maybe I'll try to avoid the spoilers, but um, yeah, because we haven't watched it all yet. Yeah. Well, I won't, I won't spoil it, but I will say this is, you know, clearly, you know, him in breaking bad, right? You, you know, the character, yes. you know who he is. And in this, who is amazing in her own right. And, and um, I don't know, she deserves any award that could potentially come her way, but Rhea Seahorn, who plays Kim Wexler, which is his like, I don't even know what to call her through this, like his love interest or his partner, whatever you want to call her. She's amazing, but you know, she's not in the world of breaking bad. So you're like, all right, well what happened? Cause this is a prequel. Like this, the entire series yeah. takes place before breaking bad. And so for years from like when the series came out in 2015, even before that in 2014, when they were announced that the, they were making the series, people were speculating like, what's going to happen? Like, where does, you know, who is this person or whatever? But as the series, especially this first season, everyone's, you know, speculating like, well, well, she's not in Breaking Bad. So clearly she's not a part of his life at some point. So what happened? Um, do you get closure? You do absolutely get closure. Okay. And it is so well done. And, Ooh, and I will say too, like I Vince Gilligan that. is amazing at like series finales where it's like you're left and you're like, that was good. Because I feel like, that's the problem. Like how many series have such a problem wrapping things up and putting an ending on things like almost infamously. I was actually funny enough. Another TV show that Bob Odenkirk randomly popped into as like a, um, and I forget the character he played on it, but he popped up randomly in like how I met your mother, which had a very decisive ending. And like, uh, they've apparently been retconning it and I never watched the original, but like Dexter, was another one where it was just like, Oh, that ending. And then people were not happy with it. And now they're like, Oh, we'll bring it back. More. Which they did. Yeah, they did. I Um, watched it. Man. Oh man. You should watch it. I want to do a whole episode on better. Okay. I'll gladly do it because excited to watch it. Um, it was one of those things where it came out and it's like, okay, we'll wait until there's a few episodes and then, you know, you get caught up in other stuff. So definitely have to, it's on our top of our list. I would say, well, um, maybe slightly top it because the other show Uh-oh. that had a, uh, another season this year that was amazing 
that I highly recommend. So it was the third season. It's going to go into the, uh, they're going to do a fourth season. I don't know how many more seasons they have to go. I don't know if there's one more or, or if that's it or, or how many, but the reason I mentioned is because a, it's shorter, it's more digestible. So if you want to commit to something and binge through it, a lot less to binge through versus like, you know, better call Saul, which are like hour long episodes. And there's like, I forget how many seasons, a few, but Barry on HBO is amazing. Uh, I don't think you haven't watched that one either, right? I have watched uh, a few episodes, fell in love with it. But like we were just talking about before we hit record, uh, one of those things I was like, oh, God, he would love this. So yeah. I have to wait until my partner can watch it. And he oh, doesn't. Yeah. Can, we can't watch shows from April 1st to uh, mid-November because yeah. of his job. So, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's, it's up like there, blizzard though. season. So like as you guys get snowed in. Can't wait. Like, All right, can't well, wait. The list. Yes. I will say Barry is one of those really amazing shows where again, and it's kind of similar to better call Saul in that aspect of like, it's sort of a pseudo character study and, and seeing someone who's a comedic actor play a more dramatic role is really enjoyable because the amount of humor they're able to bring to the table, like, cause any dramatic role or any TV show, like even like, you know, Sons of Anarchy, right? There's there's points when like the characters in this dramatic TV show say something funny or do something funny or kind of like wink or nod or something, right? So with these, when they do it, they're nailing they're nailing it, right? Like so like you get yeah. like in the scene in a scene somewhere where they have to show a little bit of humor or something, but then it's also a lot more jarring when they get really serious and intense because it's like, holy shit, I like I know this person's a comedian. They're not supposed to be this intense. And when they nail it, and I got to say, Bill Hader, amazing in the role. Um, he, you know, he co-creator and, you know, like he directed some episodes, right? Just really creatively uh, amazing. And then on top of that too, um, the, the rest of the cast in the show um, is, is also uh, fantastic and and of course uh you know who from arrested development pops up in it right who? uh henry winkler oh i did not know that i yeah. love that and then i'll just say uh, anthony uh carrigan who plays noho hank um is just the scene stealer the rest of the entire series too um a big fan favorite of him okay but, um, so barry's up there barry's barry's on the list and barry what's great about barry too is it's an hbo series it's also um produced by the same guy who, uh, which I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I, I promise. I think it's a good thing. Um, Alec Berg, um, who's been a big producer for HBO series. Uh, he did, uh, obviously he did Barry, but he also did, um, uh, he also helped produce Silicon Valley, which is another great show. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think he also, he, he came from Seinfeld. Like he produced, uh, Seinfeld. Um, or was one of the pretty, one of the writers or producers on Seinfeld, excuse me. Um, but anyway, where I'm going with that too, is like, there's a certain, uh, he also to, to, to connect the dots, why I mentioned Seinfeld's because he did curb your enthusiasm. He's a producer on that. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, but between curb your enthusiasm, Silicon Valley and Barry, like he's done enough or been involved in enough HBO series that like, there's that like punch that comes at the end of at the end of an episode where it's like whoa like, i have to watch the next episode where you like grab your remote and be like oh yeah. my god i can't believe that just happened uh, whatever he he knows that like little secret sauce and, and injects it into everything he does and it's it's such a great show but also the shows are 23 minutes long 28 minutes yeah, long, so you maybe, can fly through right them. like so fly through them but they're like they're because they're shorter right better call saul i'll mention this too 
Breaking Bad feels like a slog. Like if you go back and watch Breaking Bad or if you ever watched it, like the concept of like watching episodes again, it's like, oh, it's so long and like like there's a lot to it. Like shows that have to run an hour long seem to like inject very a lot dense, of like yeah. Yeah. And there's a little bit of fluff in there. Or like it's my one aversion to going back and watching the Sopranos uh, a bunch is because I'm like, there's so many fluffy episodes where it just like just like takes so much time, but you're not really getting anything out of it. It's more like the journey than, you know, that you're going on kind of thing. And so Barry in itself, you know, short, less than a half hour show, densely packs episodes in with with content that's enjoyable, worthy there. And I will say I've watched Better Call Saul a few times, even though it's an hour long show. Yeah, it is still densely packed enough where they don't meander. There's no like scenes that go on for the for the sake of timing and just like padding time to an episode. So when you get a chance to get into that, too, don't expect it to be like, oh, like, oh, he's, you know, doing this whatever thing in the scene. I can go get popcorn in the other room or go get a drink like you have you to watch to every second. It. Okay. Yeah, you have to watch every second. They, That's fair. Vince Gilligan densely packs the episodes with content. It's really good there. But um, anyway, that's my spiel. Those are my, those are my two, aside from Severance, probably my two big ones for the year was Barry and uh, Better Call Saul. I, I still think, and I will say this out loud just to, to end it, I still <laughs> think Barry is probably the best show on TV right now. Okay. I mean, I was, I mean I'm sold with Bill Hader right away. It's yeah. another one of those things that... um. I'm sold on. But you're right. There is such a draw when it's shorter episodes like that. And it's like, oh, I can catch up so fast. Yeah. I'm in. It's only a half an hour. Afternoon. It's only a half hour, but I'll end up sitting here and watching four hours worth of half hour shows versus like, you know, four one hour shows or two one hour shows. I'll, I'll, I'll commit more time because the, you know, the pieces are smaller. Now, in the realm of shows that like have continued in a new season came out this yeah. year. Are you a Stranger Things fan? I am. I I tend to be one of those people that's averse to like the thing that everyone is talking about. Like if too many people are talking about something, I'm like, I don't know, it's too popular. It's too mainstream. I'm not consciously oh thinking this. I think it's like subconscious. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying I'm not consciously thinking this. I'm just yeah. saying it sort of like is where my brain works. I'm like, oh, it's too. I don't want to. There's too many takes. I was sort of getting that. And I mentioned it to you the other night of like yeah. White Lotus, but White yes, Lotus. I was like, I've watched that. But yeah. at the same time, like, oh, it actually does look interesting, but it's almost like everyone's talking about it. I just everyone shut up like it's too popular. <laughs> um, nothing can be that popular. You sound like me in my my uh, serious punk rock phase in high school. And I would get so pissed when the, the you know, the little underground punk band I loved got popular. I was like, great. Now they suck. Even though their yeah. music was the exact same. <laughs> well, I was it's just like, like oh, I can't like them anymore. I'm a sellout. It's like back then if someone's like, oh, you like punk rock? Oh, yeah, I love Paramore. And I saw Paramore when she like when they first started and yeah. she was like, you know, so young, just screaming at stage. She's like, oh, my God, I love yeah. her. And then as soon as she got popular, it's like, that's not even punk. <laughs> Too popular now. That's popular. that Blink-182. Same thing. It was just like, you can't like that anymore. Yeah. Um, but I'm sorry. Yeah. And Stranger Things, I I think it's one of those things where like, yeah, it's gotten very, very popular. There's. A lot of, you know, their kids are shipping each other. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, what the hell is a ship? Um, <laughs> but um, I, I, I like it. I, I think this, this time I around, love it. too, it's just very enjoyable. I just enjoy yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah, it's. And on top of that, too, I think it's 
what's good about it too is like it's not I think too many people have given it crap about overplaying its hand on trying to be the nostalgic like oh remember the 80s remember the 80s uh, this last season too and I'll give it to them I don't think it was done poorly at all I, I think it, it was actually done really well yeah I was kind of glad that they left, you know, their home base and got out a little bit because, you yeah. know, that stuff can get stale. Like how many yeah. times can the monster invade the high school? You know, like oh, how yeah. many times can we go there? So yeah. I feel like, you know, it. Th- they only have one season left. Yeah. So next year we're going to be talking about the end of the show. But yeah. uh, I was I'm, I'm always excited for the new season. And yeah. I'm sure there's things when when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, God. This is a yeah. little corny, but I, I don't care. I just enjoy it. Like I truly enjoy it. Yeah. I, my only, and this is the minor spoiler here, but like I, my only issue with it is that every year they've sort of come around and like, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a, Hey, we're introduced to this brand new person. Oh, okay. Now they died. Right. Every, every single <laughs> yeah. season they've done that. Right. Um, and I will give them credit, right? Because I think at the end of this, they, you know, every other season has been uh, this massive chaotic thing happens that no one knows about except for like the small group of our characters. And it's all secretive, right? It's all like no one really knows the truth. And this is the first time, too, where it's just like at the, by the end, it's like, holy shit, like this is, you know, because we talk a lot about world building and, you know, like in severance, it's like, could this be happening right now? Or are we supposed to believe like, that you know um the company exists in our current world or an alternate universe kind of thing or in the future yeah. or in the past right and so stranger things has existed in like a it existed in the 80s so you know it the jump of imagination is like imagine that this place did exist in the 80s and like this all happened in the 80s it's like uh the new ghostbusters movie that came out last year or the year before was like like, oh, yeah, the 80s in New York was crazy. Like, that, there, there were ghosts everywhere. And there were these guys called the Ghostbusters, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, where it's just like, oh, yeah, over time we've moved on. And like that, and that, I think that's how I had viewed Stranger Things is like the concept of the show was like this existed in the 80s in our world with just the addition of that this happened kind of thing. Now it's getting to the point where it's like, oh, no, like <laughs> shit's breaking loose and like the entire neighborhood, like no one doesn't know about what the hell is going on or that there is yeah. monsters and shit. And I, I'll say um, Eddie is one of the probably yeah. one of my favorite characters written yeah. in recent years for any show. He was yeah. just incredible. He was. Yeah. And Stranger Things is one of those shows. It's really good at affecting the pop culture of today. Yeah. I mean, for Halloween, Henry and I were Hellfire Club members <laughs> to take our nieces and nephews trick or treating. Yeah. But I mean, Metallica for crying out loud at their yeah. concerts when they play Master of Puppets now have the scene of Eddie yeah. playing it behind them. Like it's yeah. just they've I've I love that about Stranger Things. Yeah. That they just well, they really do. I was a gonna say job. this last season it was Eddie and then it was uh oh, the, the, the pizza act- guy. <laughs> Well, uh, him too. I was going to say from the, like the main cat, like this was, you know, Sadie sink who's, uh, you know, oh. also in the, uh, the whale, my only issue, my only like, ah, uh, you guys, you should have where I was going with the whole thing was like, obviously poor Eddie, but I think they should have committed to like saying goodbye to Sadie sink. You can't have everyone constantly survive. You can't have everyone constantly dodge the bullet. At some point there has to be consequences to things. 
and I think it obviously impacts, you know, in a, in a good way, it moves the story along and everything. But I was like, oh, they didn't let that one go. I know. And you know, it's, it's, I would have been, you know, like those things you're like, Oh God, don't kill her. I'll be so mad at yeah. you. But at some point you're right. Someone's going to have to die and everyone thinks yeah. it's just going to be 11. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would have been so sad, but I felt like it was there. I felt like we yeah. were right there. We were right on the cusp. Couldn't yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Almost there. Um, um, I, I will say though, uh, do you watch limited TV series when they come out? It depends. Like just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. I don't know that one. I, that, okay. So it's Andrew Garfield. Okay. And he is a detective, maybe a little controversial. I'm not meaning to be, but it's about based off a true story of mm. these murders that were happening within the Mormon mm. religion. And yeah. uh, Andrew Garfield plays a detective who is also Mormon and his partner oddly enough, is a guy who also plays um, uh, the chairman of an indigenous people's tribe on Yellowstone okay. is his partner in Under a Banner of Heaven. And they're kind of trying to solve these murders that are happening within the Mormon church. And it ends up Andrew Garfield really questions the Mormon religion because he's starting to see how corrupted is and all the awful things that happen and how they cover up yeah. these murders and it is really well done and i am a true crime nerd so yeah that was really good and everyone that's watched it in the true crime community has been like that was incredible very true detective like yeah without the fantastical stuff i have not heard about that one where, and where does it take place is it, is it a it's a period piece or a, yeah it's it's like, it's a period piece. period piece um somewhere in the midwest i think it's yeah. utah in the 70s, I want to say. Seven, okay. Uh, but I could be wrong. But, but really well done, like highly recommended. I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I yeah. knew, I kind of knew the story. I'd read the book that this is based on. And yeah. um, it is about like, you know, the, the people that had taken the Mormon religion far, way too far. Like the, you know, the fun fundamentalist group yeah. of the Mormon religion. But um it is really, it's dark. I think it's set actually in the 80s. Okay. I'm trying to look it up. Okay. Yeah, There's the book one is set um, about the 1984 murder yeah. of a woman. So yeah, it's very, it's really good. I got to say one thing though. Um, and my mind is kind of blown right now. And so I don't, I don't really know how, okay. to, how to handle this. Um, <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm looking this up as, as you're talking about it to like, just get a, get an eye okay. on it. And I'm looking and I'm looking at the cast and mm -hmm. I'm looking at one of these cast members, Rory Culkin. There's another yeah, Culkin, another Culkin brother. And There's he a, is messed up in this show. I mean, it's kind of funny. He looks like a combination of Kiernan and Macaulay, um, which is kind of funny. And then apparently there's another one called Quinn Culkin. So I don't I didn't realize how many Culkin kids were out there. They are um, just, they're killing it. Working. Well, I guess uh, Quinn Culkin, uh, apparently, I guess, was this the only movie she was in? She was in The Good Son. Okay. Which was the one with Macaulay Culkin and... Um, that was a dark movie. Uh, I loved it, oh, but it was dark. That was... I watched that at too young of an age. Um, As did I. My yeah. dad, it was, a, it, that was a blockbuster rental. 
used to always, whenever we'd stay at his house for the weekend, he'd be like, you can pick out a movie. I was like, ooh, this one looks scary. And he was like, yeah. yeah. He'd be asleep, you know, resting his eyes. Yeah. And so we'd watch, we'd watch the movies. But yeah, that was a good, that was dark. Yeah. Apparently it was the only movie she was in, but um, I, I didn't know. I didn't know how big the, the Culkin family was. I didn't realize there were more. This is, this I feel like has been Kiernan Culkin's like year. Um, I think he hosted SNL this earlier this year too. Like, um, just, I feel like he just in, in himself, aside from, uh, secession just dirt deserves a mention. Uh, he's been all over the place Everywhere. this year and, and welcome doing well. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's just taken a hundred roles. He's been doing well. Yeah. Um, and he's really, he, I mean, he looks youthful and I don't, I don't know if that's just him or because we're locked on to like remembering him from, old movies and stuff but he's 40 years old he does and he doesn't look, look 40, 40 years, years old. old so no not at good all for him um you now you don't watch the uh like star wars resurgence shows right <sighs> i mean it's another one of those things again okay and and don't get mad at me is i'm not gonna get mad at you or anyone, anyone can get, I mean, anyone can just roll their eyes at me. Where Kyle, I was, Kyle are, you know, yeah. we have someone out there named Kyle who will be very mad at you for the statement. So go ahead. Because I watched the Mandalorian the first season. I was like, wow, this is, this is well done. And, and, and all that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then after that, I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. Little baby Yoda. Okay. I get it. Like it just became too loud and then there was just too much i mean in general and and i forget where i saw this there was an article um of like some adjustments both disney are making and some other uh studios as of late but like where maybe they're recognizing like oh we there's a little bit of like superhero fatigue there's a little bit of star wars fatigue we've been releasing too much content around this like you you realize that for decades there were the, well there were only three star wars movies now yeah. there are uh, eight. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I got that number wrong. Uh, three, six, nine. There are nine Star Wars movies plus a original series, right? Because you have like the prequels, the originals, and then you have the 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 Ray series, right? Then you have Rogue One. Then you have Solo. You have all these other. Those are just the movies. And then how many different TV shows do we have around Star Wars? I'm not even counting the cartoons. Well, I don't want the Obi-Wan. same people are going to be mad at me because I've never watched the movies. I've never watched a single movie. You never watched a Star Wars movie? No. And I oh, I know that's mind blowing because right. I fly my nerd flag high, but I have really enjoyed. We've watched The Mandalorian. We, yeah. you know, there's two seasons of that. We watched Boba Fett. We're watching Andor right now. Yeah. We forgot about Obi-Wan. We got to go back to that one. Yeah. But we're watching Andor right now. And I thoroughly am enjoying them. Yeah. And I will say this, and it's probably very similar to when, uh, you know, we can also talk about the Lord of the Rings show that came out on Amazon Prime this year, yeah. which I watched and loved. It was so beautifully shot. But then I saw the budget for that show. Yeah. And it was absolutely insane. Yeah. So I don't know if we're getting a second season of that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm really enjoying it. I just also realized that watching it, there's a lot. It's the, you know, the Star Wars world, the universe yeah. is so dense that. You know, what I'm watching with my partner, he knows all of the names of everything that, yeah. you know, and I'm like, "Ooh, I like the little motor thingy they're on. What's that? You know, like it's, <laughs> there's a lot I don't know, but yeah. I am enjoying I'm enjoying them. So I feel like I'm watching Star Wars light. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
dipping um, my well, toe in the water. Funny enough, right? One of the only spin-off movie like I didn't uh, solo is solo, right? Like I feel like they there's a whole other story there I won't get into now, but um I did like Rogue One. I did like them telling a Star Wars story without having to rely on uh Skywalkers and R2D2 and all like the things you know, like trying to create a, a new world in or a new story in the universe that is Star Wars. And I thought that was really well done. It was the same thing with Mandalorian too, where I was like, okay, cool, you're telling a story. But then yeah, then you get into Baby Yoda. It's like, all right, like, you know, like, remember Baby Yoda? Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yes, I know Yoda. Yes. Okay. We don't need to just throw things in from the main storyline just to remind people that this is Star Wars. And I liked Rogue One, right? Which, counter to my argument right now, is the movie literally ends connecting the dots to the first Star Wars movie uh, episode. I guess now it's considered what for. Um, but anyway, my whole point to that is. This is Andor's connected, which apparently is, uh, you know, has gotten a lot of great reviews. And out of all the different Star Wars series, even Mandalorian, people really like Andor. Um, And uh, I will say it connects to Diego Luna, who's the main character in there. um, Andor, uh, he is in the the movie Rogue One. And this actually connects the dots to the beginning of that story, too. So, um, again, all things I would have missed. Yeah, because um, I'm not familiar. Well, funny enough, as as far, we're sort of waiting, uh, waiting for the right moment. Or I've been, I haven't actually even told you this, but I'll say it here so people are Exciting. aware. Um, we I have been waiting for like a, at some point we will do a podcast event, um, and then you know invite folks to go and uh watch a movie at uh with us and go Ooh. like host host a free movie and i've been trying to think of like oh what would that movie be like would it have it have to be something you know older and it have to be something that like <gasps> yes. nostalgic breakfast club well i was gonna say i mean it's like maybe we make it a star wars movie maybe oh, we make star it something wars movie. oh my gosh i'll feel so lost I'll i know have to count on fellow nerds to fill me in well if it's the first one although i i, I mean, at that point i'm like i don't want you to wait any longer to see star wars because i feel like you know we were just talking about uh, the Harry Potter land, whatever it's called, Harry Potter world down at uh, Universal. Um, it's the same thing for the Star Wars world at Disney, which you have to experience at some point once once Disney figures out their shit. But yeah, I, I mean, I, f- I feel a little embarrassed that I'm not, you know, well versed in my Star Wars nerdum. But I was oh, yeah. I was a my mom read uh, Lord of the Rings to us when we were younger. So yeah. it was a very. Tolkien household and then yeah <laughs> you know Harry Potter just naturally happened and I I mean back to that I don't know if you watched the yeah. Lord of the Rings show but it was beautiful it was yeah. really well done it was uh set people up in arms because they decided to cast you know people of color and apparently that's yeah you know I don't know why people suck so badly, but it was beautifully done. And yeah. I thought incredibly cast and another one of those things where there were a lot of people in there that like, I'm like, I kind of recognize that person. Yeah. There were some people that I recognized, but they were a little bit fringe. And I liked that yeah. because you're not throwing in massive names to attach a face to. Yeah. But I like, you know, there were so many big, I feel like the fantasy world was so big this year. Yeah. With House of the Dragon and that and all of these Star Wars shows that came out and, 
even the Marvel shows and all of the superhero shows, which I haven't really watched any because it's, again, the thing where it feels so overwhelming. You don't be embarrassed for not ever watching <laughs> Star Wars. But I will say, I mean, it almost makes it more exciting because it's like, wow, we get to experience your point of view watching stars. Maybe we make that like a mini series on this podcast. Like you have to watch. We'll watch each Star Wars movie from okay. the beginning to, to like uh, the the essential ones, right? So like the originals, the prequels, and then the the new ones. Um, and we can do an episode. We can do a little mini series episode around Amanda reacts. Your, yeah, to to each of those. We've been talking a lot about TV, and I want to try to wrap things up. I feel like this was just a very TV year. There wasn't Don't worry, a lot of darling. Problems. I feel like just dominate like all year long. Everyone was waiting for Don't Worry, Darling to come out. I don't know like what sacrifice Olivia yeah. Wilde made to the media gods, but it felt like that movie has been coming out since January 1st. Well, that was and that, that was only just because <laughs> of but that was that, that all that was about her and the chaos behind yeah. the scenes that she yeah. created. Um, um, I didn't even watch it. Not that I'm not going to. I'm sure it's lovely. I mean, I love Florence Pugh. Like, yeah. Um, anything will, she's in, I will watch. I've heard good things about it. Again, it's 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 more sci-fi than I think some people expect it to be. I have to throw this out there just to try to run through this. Um, I pulled up Time Out's best films of 2022, and I have issues with it because their number one film was a moon, uh, a film that I could not get through. I, okay. I tried twice. This has never happened to me, and and I'll. Uh, I'll spoil it a little bit where I'm going with this, but I am a huge, I was a huge, I'm going to put an asterisk on this now. I was a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan for a long time. Okay. Um, I tried watching Licorice Pizza. Um, I and could not get, get through, through it. it. Okay. I tried That's twice. Fair. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, re- I got as far as reading the description being like, I'll wait on that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you win. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think the thing is, you know, it was um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son was in the movie and he plays a role. Um, He's he's one of the main characters. Um, I think the I think the actors themselves, I think they were great. Right. I I don't there's it's no no fault of theirs, I would say. Um, But and this is going to sound as as the as the critics might refer to it as woke um <laughs> it's really hard to connect to a movie in well to 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 explain it a little bit is the the alana who's the main who's the character main character by the way is also her real name which i didn't realize uh, alana oh, haim okay. um and uh gary who's uh philip seymour hoffman's son cooper hoffman um they have like a will they won't they not even a will they won't they they have like a like a there's like a love connection but he is like i want to i forget how old he's supposed to be in the movie it's like 15 or 16 she's like 23 right oh uh, yeah and so okay you know at first he's like you know he's hitting on her and trying to like you know schmooze her like a typical horny teenager right <laughs> uh, oh here it is he is 15 she's 25 so 10 year difference um, that's a little tough Right. And, and, and it's a little tough. And so like she pushes back his advance. I'm going to read it right out of Wikipedia is like she rebuffs his advantage, but they strike up a friendship. Um, but it's just the it, I, there's so many like where it goes and how it meanders. Like I was talking earlier about like different TV shows and like sometimes they meander this movie meanders and it's a 133 minute movie. 
and it and it just meanders around. And I love the cinematography of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. I love that, but it was just like. I don't know. I'm sitting here watching like, you know, the 15 year old is trying to go for the 25 year old and she's like, uh, no, thank you. And then when he moves on, then she's like, well, why doesn't he like me anymore? And there's still like this thing between them. And then randomly, you know, Sean Penn or Bradley <laughs> Cooper show up randomly in like roles where I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Like I, it's it. I want to, I, I think I've lost touch with Paul Thomas Anderson movies and I'm also mad at uh, I'm quite mad at timeout magazine for being like they they marked it as like their best movie of 22 last year. I'm looking at it right now. And I mean, uh, okay. So I was, like I said, I was going to watch it because the, you know, the hubbub around it was great. But as I'm looking at this, we would be absolutely remiss for not talking about Top Gun. How did we not talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I know. I have <laughs> that, I, that's on. one I haven't seen. I have have you seen it? I haven't seen it either. Okay. I have not seen it either. And that is because we're all starting to learn a trend here. My uh lovely partner has not seen the first one. And I'm like, how wait a second. Fucking fuck. Yeah. Have you not seen the first one? Have you not seen He's it? He's not seen it. And like I don't know how I don't know how any male that grew up in the nineties hasn't seen it, fantasized yeah. about it, lived it, oh, man. wanted to be it. I don't understand. Yeah. So we're working on that. We're definitely yeah. working on that. Um, and I'm bummed because I was so I like I wanted to see it in theaters. I felt like this is something you see in theaters. This is like you got to be there for the experience. So miss that boat. Off she goes. Yeah. So I guess I'll be watching it on my couch. I mean, they're already talking about bringing it back to theaters this month or next month or whatever it is. And, I heard it so. was honestly incredible. Yeah, like people, I've heard great things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. But I mean, Miles I, Teller just, whoo. Um, Thank you for I, that. I had one more movie that I wanted to mention. Okay, I'm uh, ready. Mainly because I, uh, it was another movie that was painful to get through. And I'll set the scene. Uh, uh, we went on a family vacation to the beach and it was essentially a hurricane the whole time. So we were just like stuck in. Yeah, that was a bad time Netflix. for you guys. Terrible time. I'll pair this together with, with a, a backstory, which I think help, help us explain it a little bit. It's about okay. Will Ferrell. For those that don't know, Will Ferrell, okay. all the movies he did, right, were him partnered with his friend and creative partner, Adam McKay. They're the yes. ones who formed funnierdie.com, right? They worked together for, you name it, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, Anchorman was him as well. Like Adam McKay and Will Ferrell were forced to be reckoned with, right? They had a falling out a couple years ago. Will Ferrell worked with Adam McKay. Adam McKay started working on a bunch of um, other projects out aside from Will Ferrell, right? Will Ferrell was not involved in. Uh, he did The Big Short was one of his movies. Will Ferrell was not in The Big Short. And then he did Vice, which was also not starring Will Ferrell. Somewhere in there, he was doing a show for HBO. Will Ferrell did semi-pro. So I don't give Adam yeah. McKay a little bit of, I give him a little bit of credit here. It was a sports drama I guess a little, you know, with that injection of comedy there, but it starred John C. Riley. Somewhere in there, and the and the the details are still a little bit fuzzy here. But Will Ferrell had a falling out with Adam McKay over that because I think Will Ferrell thought he should have been cast in that role instead of John C. Riley. That led to a breakup of them, even their company, right, which was um, uh, their production company. They worked together. They ended up breaking up. Where this all connects to where I'm going with the story is. Uh, then Will Ferrell said, well, I don't need Adam McKay and started doing his own uh, 
he started doing his own movies on his own. And I think we're finding out maybe he needs his creative partner for all those years. Um, hard times. Uh, very hard times. Here's where it gets down to. So I'm on vacation. We are uh, stuck inside. Um, and my sister-in-law <laughs> picks, oh, Will Ferrell. He's funny. Ever Who doesn't love Will Ferrell? Let's watch this movie. And it was Eurovision Song Contest, the song, the story of Fire Saga. Starring Rachel McAdams, it's a, it's a it's a story of these two people. They're from a small town in I, in uh, Iceland. They they dream of being singers. Anyway, um, it, it was, was awful. <laughs> so painful. It is so painful. It it was it was extremely painful to watch. I, I don't know where anyone thought there was humor in it. It was not funny. And even if you like step yourself aside and be like, oh, well, like Eurovision's not an American thing, right? It's like a ex US thing. It's obviously a European thing. No, it was it, it was still painful. Um, and I will okay. say, Adam, I mean, Adam McKay went off and did like, you know, don't look up, which people had opinions about earlier this year. But I, I enjoyed I think, it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed too, it. Right? And then the other movie that he did this year, too, was Spirited, which um, was the musical he did with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, yes, it was good. I thought it was way too long. But I think I my hypothesis is they essentially wrote the movie and put it all together. It was 127 minutes long. So just to be clear, that's over two hours of, uh, yeah. of yeah, yeah. movie. I think their goal there was for to create a movie uh, based on the IP of A Christmas Carol and then have it spin off into a Broadway musical. I think that I think that was their goal. Okay. Is to just put all that's the fair. pieces together so they could just adapt it to a Broadway musical and now it's a thing. Will Ferrell's career um, taking a slight, you know... It's fair. ...turn... Um, but uh, yeah, I that mean, was probably the two I, things I watched or didn't. You just watch reminded year. me, and I could not think of it. And I know that we're talking about movies right now, but I don't know if you are a Peaky Blinders fan. But the final season came out mm-hmm. this year, and yes. that was probably one of the most satisfying okay. show finales. Uh, <laughs> I, much like you're saying, Better Call Saul. Um, yeah. When we were done watching it, we looked at each other and we were like, "I am so happy." Yeah. with how that ended and it wasn't yeah. the happy story like it wasn't you know oh happy-go-lucky which that show was never going to end in a happy-go-lucky way when, yeah especially when their main uh one of their main characters passed from cancer and yeah Jeez. you know before they could film the final season so yeah. that i will say and i i can't believe i almost forgot it that to me was like it was beautiful it was such a lovely ending any peaky blinders fans out there it was fantastic did that we did am I crazy or did that show have another like sequel or prequel or something too, right? No? I don't know. I didn't I didn't I don't know of one. I I, I might be wrong. I'm I'm probably wrong there. I really enjoyed that one. That was just one I can't forget that because that was I would say probably the highlight of my oh 2022 shows I watched was that yeah. season finale. And we waited. It came out and we just kept pushing it off. You know when you have a show like that, you don't want it to end. Yeah. And you know you're like, well, as soon as I watch this, it's done. I had that and with again, Better Call Saul. Dense. Yeah, it's yeah. a very dense show. So it's like, I don't know that we'll go back and rewatch it because they yeah. are hour long episodes and they're very intense. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone forever. It, also, the cast list on this show. Did, is this the kind of show that like the cast changes over time or something? Because I'm looking at the cast list and it is massive. It's incredible. Uh, yeah. It is. Um, so the main characters stay the same the whole show. Like okay. the the, the okay. family, they stay the same, yeah. but there are characters introduced as uh, the family kind of 
gains a little footing and becomes a bit more prominent and then he gets to mix with more prominent inner circles and so yes there are the the last season kind of takes place with him being spoiler alert him being a spy for winston churchill trying to take down um the hitler regime before it becomes overtaking the country which is so wild because when you're first watching that show you're like oh this is going to be like a you know yeah action-packed show based on this you know the beaky blinders you know and then it gets really intense but the the season finale or series finale is it was yeah it was well done so that was a wrap on Peaky Blinders in 2022. Yeah, I will say um, to to help put a bow on that for you too, um, as a fun fact, because you're you're usually the one who comes out with the fun facts. But I'll I'll, yes. I'll, I'll come around with you now. The creator of Peaky Blinders uh, was a guy named Stephen Knight. Um, it's a BBC show, obviously originally. Stephen Knight also created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I did not know that. Very yeah. different shows. Fun facts. <laughs> Very, Very different, different shows. Show. Yeah. Although, you know, the Peaky Blinders Very wanted to become shows. millionaires, and they did. So I guess it all circles back. Boom. Is there anything you're looking forward to in 23? Well, like we just said, that will be the last season of Stranger Things. That's it. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that wraps up. I feel like, too, there's another series that's supposed to have another season next year and that's the last one i can't think of what well, it is well um severance severance oh I, oh I can't wait for that but um is there any movies to be looking forward to in 2023 Oof. i mean the only one that i really was looking forward to and back to our our episodes was the brendan frazier yeah. i have not seen the whale yet and i am quite excited about that uh i haven't seen that yet yeah, I mean, the more I, I think wait. about it, too, I feel like most of the stuff I'm looking forward to are either like, you know, limited series or. Same. Um, yeah, it's a lot of um, they're You know, they're easier to to, to digest. They're easier to. I, oh, I will say Wonka coming out, friends. Oh, no. Um, okay, I know what it is. I know what my answer is, guys. <laughs> right, Two guys. things. Okay. John Wick, love Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear. I can't. Wait oh, for I heard Cocaine about- Bear. <laughs> I cannot wait for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the fact that, yeah, Cocaine Bear is one of the one of the top of the list on on the list of like things that might be tiring at this point. But um, I will say the trailer came out recently. It is ending a franchise. The final Guardians of the Galaxy movie. As uh, yes, mainstream I don't as that like might Chris be. Pratt anymore, but yes, I will watch it. Yeah, I'm also off Chris Pratt. I'm also. Well, OK, so to tie it back to Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Um. The hottie that plays um, Mr. Peaky Blinder himself, mm-hmm. he is going to be playing in the new Christopher Nolan movie uh, called Oppenheimer about I really, um, that's him. Yeah, the development development of the atomic bomb. So that's supposed. I'm sure that'll be incredible. I do love myself um, some Nolan movies. Um, yeah, that's probably going to be. And Emily Blunt is in that, I believe, really? as well. I do, I do appreciate how and Florence he, Pugh. Oh my God, Robert Downey yeah. Jr., Gary Oldman, Killian Murphy, Matt Damon. What a cl- cast here! Rami Malek. Um, wow. I will say too. Um, and I'll, I'll give it to him too because I feel like I have enjoyed what they've done with the series a lot more than like James Bond or anything. But the new Mission Impossible with uh, okay, that's fair. Tom Cruise, and they're doing it as a two-part movie this time and I don't know if this is also the last one for Tom Cruise or if he's finally retiring from this because I mean 
it's getting it's getting up there. I mean, it's been it's been a while, but they're breaking up the movie into two parts, which is the first time they've, they've ever done that. It's very Harry Potter of them. Yeah, and then um, I wouldn't sleep on this one. I, I, I it's gonna be a comedy, Barbie, starring Margot Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, but it's directed I'm by Greta Gerwig. I'm actually Gerwig. excited about that. I think yeah. that's gonna be pretty great. Well, Greta Gerwig too doing that too. It's like I don't has she done comedy? I mean, I guess Lady Beer was a comedy. It was yeah. more like a coming-of-age mother-daughter story, but it was a comedy. Yeah, it wasn't a big-budget studio comedy, but it was <laughs> clearly. But, like, it was a comedy, so... Little Mermaid comes out next year. Yeah. Live action. But that's great. So it's been a fun year. It's been a it has good been a year fun for the year. podcast. It, it, led us to, it led us to create this podcast, which I'm so grateful and loving loving doing we have a lot more in store for next year and then uh we'll, we'll keep the train going uh, hopefully not a <laughs> knock on wood knock on we wood we don't get, get COVID, COVID anymore no, no more, more COVID, COVID no COVID in 23 we gotta none, none of that and then we can uh we can finally move on and have a you know in- consistently weekly released episodes as we as we yes. take forward into 23 so um thanks we, for listening we, everyone yeah, thank it's you it's gonna be a good uh, year and thanks for the support we don't say that at the end of this podcast normally but I will say thank you for the Support. Yeah, we, we've had support. a it, I, the feedback has been amazing, and getting people to tell us what we're doing right and wrong definitely helps guide us in the future of where we're going with this Absolutely. thing. So it's been it's been fantastic. And, um, I keep those suggestions it, coming. I love yeah. them. I love when people are like, "Please do this. Please do this." So keep them yeah. coming. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll we'll. Um, I saw I started seeing some. Of our, I was reading some of the reviews for the podcast too, and I I love that. Uh, and so we have. We have gifts. We have T-shirts and hoodies and all kinds of fun stuff. We have to start sending people. So um, let us know yeah. who you are, where you are, and, and uh, um, make it happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen. So until next time, thanks everyone. Yeah.